Welcome back to another episode of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. We have a very somber Julian Edlow joined by myself, Steve Buchanan. Going to be talking about the wild card weekend coming up. Julian's going to give some type of eulogy to Alabama, I'm sure, or something like that. We're going to get to Odds R with Johnny Avello, get some insight into the book, how things went on week 18 and how happy they were that the tie didn't happen with the Chargers and the Raiders. Julian. Let's just get right into it. I'm sure you've been waiting to get this off your chest all day. Talk about the national championship. It's not that bad. I really wanted to win. I had the two unit future on plus two, someone plus 220 and someone plus 235. So that would have been big. Could have finished the college football season up near 20 units with the two unit loss. It was up uh, around uh, 11 something, 11 plus units on the season. Still a good season. Uh, Had fun. (laughs) <laughs> until Alabama <laughs> collapsed. Um, fun is important. Money is important. Got both of them. Um, and I'm going to bet on Alabama to win it all next year. And they're going to beat Ohio State in the national championship game um, a year from a year from today. And that's what's going to happen. And I'll make a bunch of money on that. Uh, it should be noted that I made two college football bets this year. Both lost. Both were at the hands of Alabama. Uh, the Alabama first half that you were so excited about that one lost. And then I took Bama last night. So um, if you want to say that I am the curse of Alabama, then you might be right because over two with my college football bets all at the hands of Bama. Uh, I won a lot of bets on Alabama this year. Um, I did lose more than twice on them, but uh, it seems that you are strictly correlated with the losers. So I will that in mind moving forward. Yep, Please so don't bet them to win it all next year. I'm already placed. Um, so, oh, really? <laughs> all right. Let's talk about some winning bets though on the catch it or trash it segment. Um, I'll just start right here. I was, uh, we talked about this on the show on our, our show on Thursday. Uh, love the rushing yards over for Austin Eckler going against the Raiders. Was a little bit uh, sweaty. Well, I'm not going to lie, but that did end up cashing there, getting him over 57 and a half rushing yards against the Raiders. And what was in, you know, literally an instant classic of a game. Um, I was a little bit behind. I, I had to watch the series finale of Dexter, which if you have watched already, um, I'm sure you're probably upset like I am, but I'm not going to do any spoilers. So Dexter's I watched one of my favorite Dexter's one of my favorite shows, but I never since I mean, I'm not a liar. I say I haven't watched TV in 12 years and I, I haven't. So I haven't uh, seen this season. One through nine are absolutely perfect. They screwed Ten. it up in the finale again. They screwed it up again. The finale, they wanted to redo the bad finale in season eight. They might have made it worse in season nine. So don't know where this goes from here, but I was watching it on delay. So I ended up finishing the game at like one in the morning or whatever. Um, But an excellent game there. Cashy over on Austin Eckler going over his rushing yards. Yeah, uh, my my favorites were just the incentives um, this week. And believe it or not, these NFL players like money. So a lot of the financial incentive ones cashed, whereas the record breakers uh, were the trash. So financially, Stefan Diggs over five and a half receptions, easy money. You could tell right away they were going to get him the ball. I did not care whatsoever about the minus 150 juice. Um, that was just going to be a, a winner, and, and it was. So cash that. Uh, Gronk likes his money. Six and a half receptions was plus 130 on the promo tab. 84 and a half yards was plus 200 on the promo tab. 
Yep. I uh, wrote both of those up in my best bets article. Both came through. You could tell coming out of the locker room that first drive, Brady was just feeding Gronk. He was going to get his friend a million bucks and he did it. Um, so yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw, but there's a video of Bruce Arians trying to sit Brady and he said, no, he <laughs> yeah. wants to go get Gronk his incentives. And he did, he did. Exactly. So just always something to keep in mind going into these final weeks. Um, some of my favorite plays of, of the season, really. And now that's two documented incidents where people are just telling Bruce to, you know, go, you know what? First Antonio Brown and now uh, Tom Brady. Not listening. Well, Antonio Brown's not doing all that great these days, but Tom Brady is the coach of the Buccaneers and will do whatever he wants. Um, I did play one side. It was a loser. Um, I, I was still on the Packers at minus two and a half against the Lions. Aaron Rodgers in the whole offense actually played a lot more than I expected. They were in that game into the second half and yeah. the lions were actually giving a run for their money. Like even with the starters in. Yeah. So, the Packers are like, all right, let's get these out, guys out of here before they yeah. actually think we're going to lose to the lions and have no momentum going into the playoffs. Right. And they did lose, but I was fine. You know, that, that, that wasn't a loss that I was really that all that upset about, but, um, Minus two and a half for the Packers. You can crumple that up and toss them into the barrel. It did not obviously hit with them losing 37 to 30. I actually, just while you're on the topic of sides, I played one side the last two weeks of the NFL season. So I want to give myself a pat on the back for being patient and being responsible. And it was the Steelers on Monday Night Football to send Ben off with a win. And it won. So 1-0 on sides the last two weeks of the NFL season. Impressive restraint for someone like me. Yeah, um, we, are, we are really good touts. But we do have some trash, of course. And like I said, it was no money involved. It was the guys going for records. Um, Cooper Cup over receiving yards. If I took it, it went down as low as like 115, 116, and he finished 118. I said that the yardage prop wouldn't matter to just play the over 135 and a half, and he would get the record. I was wrong. Didn't cash. Um, Jonathan Taylor played his rushing over. Did not care at all about that loss because we cashed our – uh, Colts to make miss the playoffs at plus 150. So I'm fine with Jonathan Taylor losing because it, it made me a lot of money on uh, that ridiculous result. Um, Mark Andrews, I did actually cash his over 69 and a half yards, but his record one again was was 140 and a half. That that didn't get there. So none of the records got there. And um, I guess Cup and Andrews were the only ones that cashed their strict player prop their their standard player prop overs um but no record breakers i still cannot believe we cash that colts to miss the playoffs that will be i mean it would have been more fun if we just didn't bet it and then took jags plus 650 money line instead right but i'm sure. not going to complain i wouldn't no, complain. not going to complain but i have now landed my top two my top favorite wins in the past two months the Colts to miss the playoffs because all they had to do is beat the Raiders and the Jags. Couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Robbie Wright. Two yeah. favorites in the past Very couple true. months. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I had a great uh, season in the futures market. Dropped something out on Twitter. 15 and 5, over 25 units. Not a huge deal. Um, yep. You know, if you like 25 units or anything like that, that's... And now the next thing to conquer was going to be the NFL draft. And we are going to discuss that a little bit with Johnny Avello. Odds are is coming up next. Let's talk to Johnny and talk about how the book did national championship, the NFL, uh, the NFL week 18 and a little bit of wildcard draft. 
All right, you heard the music. If you are an unreasonable odds listener, you know what that means. It's time for Odds Are with Johnny Avello. And to do so, we welcome Johnny Avello from DK Sportsbook into the podcast. Uh, Johnny, how are we? Uh, doing well, guys. Thanks. Uh, I'm g- kind of glad that the regular season's over. Pretty excited to start, uh, you know, the playoff campaign because to me, that's that's even more exciting. I am on the uh, same page with you. Um, you mentioned, obviously, last week, not a huge fan of week 18. Things get much easier for a bookmaker going into this wild card weekend. But we will get to NFL in a second. Um, we're recording on Tuesday, January 11th. So, uh, you know, the afternoon after the national title game, it turned into a big pros versus Joes uh, type of matchup. Pros on Georgia, uh, the public on Bama. I rode my futures on Bama. I said the pros don't always win. They don't always win. They did win in the national title game. <laughs> um, so how, how was the result for, for the book with that one, with the Bulldogs uh, pulling away late? Because it was a tight one all the way, some weird calls. I hated to see Alabama lose another first-round pick to another ACL injury against Georgia in the same exact matchup. Alabama could have done some things with those, those burners on the outside. But uh, how did this one wind up? Bulldogs pull away late. Uh, extremely well, I must say. Uh, it was such a huge handle. Uh, I just checked a little bit ago, and it's the largest handle, college football game handle by far of any as game. You, as you football. predicted last week on the podcast. Yep. You couldn't ask for a better result at most for us, as most of the money was on the tide to win straight up. Um, and what you just said, Julian was, uh, it was probably the better team, uh, the, the Alabama. I think they were the better team. They just lost too many horses down the stretch of the season. Uh, you know, didn't have Meshi to play in the game, lost guys last night in the game. They are a very good football team, and they are very well prepared when it comes to a big game. Just couldn't get the job done last night, and that happens to them from time to time, but very infrequently. Were there any big winners or losers in the prop market from this game? And was total field goals one of them? Uh, you mean the game last night? Yeah. Or just the all games over the weekend? Uh, it, from the national championship. Yeah, there were. Uh, let's see. The was uh, Zamir White first touchdown score uh, nine to one. Uh, there was Brock Bowers anytime TD scored. You had to lay a little juice there. Uh, Georgia defense. Anytime score, uh, you got seven to two plus 350. Came through late. Yeah. And how about Georgia defense, the last TD, 25 to one. There were a few cashers on that one also. Wow. Impressive. Um, All right. You just mentioned Alabama. You thought they were the, the, the better team, just lost too many guys. I agree. This Alabama team next year is like the, this team that we saw lose on Monday night is nothing compared to the Alabama team that we are going to see fielded next year. So my question to you is when can we expect the 2022 college football futures to start popping up? Because I have my money ready to place on Alabama. I just need it open. Just open it for me, John. Uh, very my annual, my annual Alabama to win it all bet. I don't change my mind. I just do the same thing every year and I'm usually right. <laughs> yeah, you usually are. Uh, you know, if you're going, if that's the route you're going, you are. Very soon, I will say, maybe today, tomorrow. Uh, you, if you want to know the big teams, let me give you some surprises. Bama yep. with Bryce Young returning, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, and then you know, then there's a huge gap after yep. that. You know, you'll have your 
your Oklahomas, your Michigans, uh, all those teams will be back in th that area. But, you know, it's, it's going to be the same top four again. It always, it always is. And what, from what we saw in that Rose Bowl, Stroud, the freshman, throw into those receivers that are going to be back. Alabama over Ohio State, a repeat of 2021 in the 2023 national title game. You get my prediction now. I'm not changing it in the next calendar year. There it is. That's what's going to happen. You know, and you got some unknowns there, too. You know, uh, you got Khalid Williams. Where's, where's he going? You know, we don't even know exactly. where he's going yet. So there's a lot of unknowns on some of the players. All right, we already have the 2022 NFL Draft tab up over on DraftKings Sportsbook. So far, the only prop that's up there right now is the number one overall pick. When will we start to see that tab become more populated, particularly with over-unders on draft positions? There are two people on this podcast that would like to know uh, the answer to that. I need to know this. <laughs> There's actually three. <laughs> <laughs> Great. No, the draft is going to be close. <laughs> draft's going to be quite a spectacle this year as uh, the event takes its road show out here to Vegas. Uh, so th that number one pick is the only one we have up right now. Aiden Hutchison is a real slight favorite over uh, Thibode uh, Thibodeau. Uh, as soon as the players start declaring, you're going to see an extent, extent, uh, extensive menu of offering. So uh, we'll get there, guys. Just need a little time. And just to follow up on that, do you have a two-bedroom place available for Julian? <laughs> we do. No, no, yes, we we've do. already look. It's not, and it's cool in my garage. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> look, look, it's not, it's not official. But the Unreasonable Odds podcast is doing everything it can to get sent to Vegas for the NFL draft, as we should be. So, look, it's on, it's on, it's on DraftKings. We got it covered, Steve. We're getting, we're getting hotels. We don't need to pop from garage to garage, guest room <laughs> to guest room. Uh, on our own dime we're going and we're going to produce some some big time content and you know what julian that wouldn't be unreasonable would it there no, we go it's, Look at exactly, that. it's it's quite reasonable <laughs> if you ask me um all right so yes there you go you'll see us in vegas in uh in late april it's a date um back to what has been going on on the field in the nfl uh, week 18 was a wild one to say the least. That was the most entertaining last week of the season in a long time. You got the early window, the Jags and, and, uh, to a lesser extent, the lions win. We got the overtime game in Baltimore, Pittsburgh late window. We got divisions on the line and whatnot. And then Sunday night was unlike anything we have ever seen, um, because of that whole situation with the, the tie. So, what were some of the biggest winners and losers for DraftKings Sportsbook in uh, that crazy Week 18 card? Usually the final week of the NFL is not up to par with the previous weeks because of either disinterest or insignificant matchups. But that's usually, but not with DraftKings, another massive handle this week. Uh, and New York coming on board added to the aggregate. It just did. It was amazing. Um, so the Chargers Raiders, you, that led all games in handle. And it was probably our top, one of our top five games of the entire year. Uh, Jets, Bills, Colts, Jags, Packers, Lions, they were all good games for the house. Uh, Bucks, Panthers, Bucks always take a lot of action on our network. And 49ers beating the Rams were probably two of the worst games for us. I have two quick follow-ups. These both should have been questions, but I didn't get much sleep last night and uh, I'm, I'm not the brightest bulb. So here are the follow-ups. Here are the questions I should have put in these from the beginning. Number one, 
overall, how how was, uh, you know, what did the handle in New York do with New York becoming legal on Saturday? And number two, how bad would it have been for the tie on Sunday night in Vegas? What would the damage have been? Oh, the second question was again. How bad would the damage have been if we saw the tie Sunday night in Vegas? Oh, yeah. Um, well, first of all. <laughs> that bad, huh? Yeah, New York was, it's a windfall for the state of New York for, to have sports betting. I mean, they're just starting off for only three days into it. You know, we had two Saturday games, the slate on Sunday and then the championship game last night. And then New York's right at the top, right near the top of uh, one of our top states. So um, what I think happened is there were a lot of new users signing up, but there were a lot of people instead of crossing the GW bridge or getting over to other jurisdictions were able to stay home. Uh, so New York was absolutely fantastic. Uh, to answer that second question, wow. Um, that was one of the craziest games I've seen. Uh, the bets came in on the parlaying with the same game parlay, Jags on the money line. Uh, some guys were taking both teams with points and with the tie. It was, it was just insane. Uh, it would have been very bad. It would have been a big loss. Uh, we had a great day anyway, so it would have just kind of dove into some of that. But uh, it, not that either team was trying. But one thing I will say, and I read something yesterday, is that the Raider coach said that if the Chargers didn't call a timeout, he's probably running out the clock. So, uh, yeah. and I thought I thought the Charger coach did a poor job from beginning to end in that game. Just uh, he cost his team uh, certainly the game itself uh, and, and a playoff spot. The fourth and one from your own 18, uh, getting so fortunate to only give up three there. Um, and the timeout, I don't, Staley got a lot of love for coach of the year early and Ooh, the analytics. Yep. Get a, get him out. Go get Brian Flores who, who had problems with Tua in Miami. Give him Herbert, do something like that. Had to throw some analysis in there. There you go. Like real quick too. If he didn't cost him that game against the chiefs, that wouldn't even have been mattered. That Sunday night game wouldn't have mattered. They would have already been in. So, I mean, there, there's yeah. that too. Um, you know, one, just... one further, one more point there is that Julian mentioned the, you know, going for a first down in your own 20. Well, it's early in the game and you have to look at the risk reward. If yep. you do get the first down, you still have to go 50 yards just to get a field goal. So it's different than, you know, you're, you're close <laughs> to the red zone or you're, or you're one pass away from the red zone. You're, it didn't make any sense whatsoever to, for that call. So I don't know what he was thinking. No one does. Uh, let's talk about what people were thinking when it came to betting on player props in week 18. That was a very popular strategy for this week with, you know, sides being at what they were. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook did a really solid job with the promotions tab, offering specific bets on record-breaking player props, incentive-based player props. Did you notice a larger handle on props being bet on in week 18? And what were some of the bigger winners or losers for sports bettors when it came to those? Uh, we, we did see an increase in handle, but, but none of those record breakers got there, but the betters took some shots at some very lucrative odds. Uh, a couple that were money makers that the betters did win Hunter, Hunter Renfro. You guys know him. I love that guy for the Raiders to score the first TD at 10 to one, uh, Gronk over six and a half, half receptions and, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo over 203 passing yards. Uh, the one that was bet the heaviest, uh, 
which, which the one that would have really creamed us, which we made money on, was the one we already talked about, the Raiders, Chargers, straight bets and parlays involved in that tie. All right. We've made it a long way, and we haven't even gotten to, uh, to Wild Card Weekend yet, so let's finally go there with our standard question the week ahead. Which games have taken the most early money, and which ones do you expect to move most by kick? I know Tampa, you know, Tampa's already had significant movement, so I imagine a lot of money there. Yeah, uh, that game has actually come back a little, so we're, we're seeing a little more two-way action. I think there's going to be some eagle lovers there, too. So, uh, you know, we that game could split out, uh, or we won't be, I don't think, extremely heavy by the time the game goes off. On the spreads themselves, the Raiders are seeing some early action. That line opened Bengals six. Now it's down to five and a half. They're also betting the over in that one, 48 and a half, up to 49 and a half. The 49ers-Cowboys game, that's seeing some over money also, up from 49 and a half to 50 and a half. And I know you're waiting for this. The game that's seeing the most action, pretty much one-sided early, Pats-Bills. Beating for the third time in five weeks. Line open bills four and a half. Currently, bills three and a half. Of, I mean, that game. Of course, the Patriots just limped to the finish line. Only win in the last four games is against the Jaguars. And here they are taking all the money on the road in, in, in the playoffs. And yes, I do have some Patriots plus four and a half. It's going to be negative four degrees in Buffalo on Saturday night. The wind might blow again. The wintry mix might come again. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not a Josh this is not a Josh Allen high flying offense game, but we shall see. Uh, since the field and the bracket were put into place late Sunday night, has there been any noticeable action in the futures market? You know, specifically to win the conference or to win the Super Bowl. You know, it's obviously very helpful to have the full picture painted uh, before placing any of these big bets on these uh, on these winning uh, winning future bets. Yeah, there's some. There's been a pickup of action there. The, the Packers continue to be, at, you know, to win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Titans, with the AFC number one seed now, are also seeing action, and with that anticipated return of Henry, uh, and the Cowboys seeing some action this week. That their action has picked up on them also. So uh, those three are uh, pretty much on the top right now for action for this final week. All right, Johnny, we'll get you out here on this. Uh, more promotions, if you want to call it that. I guess they're promotions that you guys have on DraftKings Sportsbook. The wild card and playoff specials are on the board. You can bet things like the, uh, you know, highest and lowest scoring teams, uh, who's going to have the most passing, rushing, receiving yards, things of that nature. How has the uh, handle been there? And anybody taken some significant money? Yeah, no, I wouldn't say significant, but, you know, some action on the specials. You know, we've got team, this, you mentioned this highest scoring team uh, for the weekend. So the Chiefs are taking a little bit there. The lowest scoring team, uh, that's the Steelers anticipating that they may be out quick. Uh, you know, and then there's, uh, there's some other specials which are kind of tough to decipher. Most receiving yards, you know, where do you go here? Adams, Cup. Hill, Kelsey, Diggs, Samuel. I mean, it's really tough. Um, a lot of good players playing in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> Who kidding. Thunk it? Uh, passing yards, Mahomes taking a little bit uh, at, uh, you know, he's plus two and a quarter. On the rushing yards, kind of interesting. Derrick Henry, six to one. Uh, <laughs> you know, what does Derrick Henry, does he have it or doesn't he have it? Right. We want to find out. And then the highest scoring team, the Chiefs, 
they're actually a minus 105 in this category where everybody else is a plus. Wow. Land juice on high scoring. That is impressive. Um, all right. That is odds are with Johnny Avello. Uh, we just about covered it all. We're, we're slowing a bit. Less games to talk about when it comes to uh, the gridiron with college football closing the book and uh, fewer and fewer NFL games by the week. But we always appreciate the insight and we will talk to you again next week, Johnny. Thank you, guys. Talk soon. As always, thanks to Johnny Avello from the DraftKings Sportsbook giving us some insight into the book. Now we're going to talk some NFL wildcard, sorry, super wildcard weekend. I believe that's actually the correct way to say that. Is it really? I I believe it is super wildcard weekend. Nothing should be super until the Super Bowl. Well, hey, you know what? I, I, I don't disagree. But I've seen that multiple times now, so I I could be wrong. But that is definitely being thrown out there. Two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and then cap it all off with Cardinals and Rams on Monday. I have to just start off and say, before I pick any sides, before I pick any games, you know what the first thing I want to do is? What? Is under team futures, the winning conference for this year Mm-hmm. NFC is minus 115, whereas the AFC is minus 105. If you look at this field, let's be honest, the AFC teams are, are laughable. Some of the teams that are in this, they're, they're in it, okay? Well, they made it. They're not going anywhere, okay? The Steelers are going to go far. The Raiders aren't going to go far. So knock two teams right off the list, okay? If you look at this field, you cannot say that the NFC is probably is most likely going to win the Super Bowl, whether it's the Rams, whether it's the Packers, the Cowboys, whatever. There's way too many good NFC teams that I don't want to immediately take NFC to win the conference at minus 115. Would you agree or disagree with that notion? Before taking any so, side. What did you say at the end? Before taking any sides this week, that's the first bet at least I want to make coming into the playoffs. Who are you texting? You trying to get an answer? No, I just bet on something. Um, <laughs> starts before starts before anybody will listen to this, so don't worry about it. Uh, nobody needs to know what it is. It's likely a winner. Tennis, table tennis. Go ahead. <clears throat> it's not table tennis. Okay. So I like the bet. <clears throat> I think you're right. Um, I think the better teams are in the NFC. The Packers. <clears throat> the Bucks, the Rams, the Cowboys. Yeah. The Cardinals, I don't think they're going to win, but but yeah. Um, who, I mean, the, so the question becomes, who do you think can win it out of the AFC? And I think most people answer it probably starts with the Chiefs, maybe the Bills. Nope. I don't leave out the Titans. Maybe you have the Titans in there. Nope. Go Come ahead. Bengals. Yep. <laughs> yep. 100%. I think the Titans can win it all. I don't think you can overlook any team with the bye. There's teams that have to win two games and teams that have to win three games. Two games sure. is a huge advantage, and they would both be at home, and you have Derrick Henry. So I'm not leaving the Titans out. I actually think – so I agree with you. I, I like the NFC to win it all. I think that's a good bet. Um, But I don't think the Titans – let me see one thing. Hold on. What are the Titans – to win so the Titans AFC. get the winner of the Chiefs Steelers. Okay. So it's going to be Titans Chiefs. So that's well, there's a big no. Number. 
No, it's no, it's not. You re you reseed in the NFL. Oh, right, right. You're right. You're really, you're really showing your lack of knowledge here. <laughs> the Titans don't get the Chiefs in their first game. Come on, they're gonna play the lowest seeded. So if you if Pittsburgh's gonna lose, if we think the Bengals are gonna beat the Raiders, that means it becomes the winner of Bill's Patriots, I believe. Um and get them at home. So I don't know. The Bills could the Bills could knock them off. I think the Bills or sorry, I think the Titans at like the Chiefs are overwhelming favorites, I guess, because they have the layup perceived layup against the Steelers to win the conference at plus 175. I think the Titans at plus 330 are a good bet because all they have to do is win one home game and then you have them plus 330 in the next game and you can just bet the other team. So I think that I don't think it's a ticket you necessarily need to ride out, but I think there's just good value on Titans plus 330 because all they have to do is win one home game against the lowest seeded team. And then you have them plus three thirty in one home game, and you can hedge off there. I will say that the Bills over the past month and a half have looked like a very beatable team. Agree. Agree. Very beatable. Bills have only beaten one playoff team, and that playoff team is the Patriots, who yep. they play again for the third time, and who also beat them at home where this game is. But you know the Patriots, very beatable team. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing with the AFC that I'm like. You really have to worry about it. It comes down to Chiefs Bengals for me. That's what it really. A lot of people have 49ers futures. Like the only team that can't win it in the NFC is the Eagles, in my opinion. Um, And I, I would be, I would be pretty shocked if the Cardinals won it, but I think the Cardinals are better than four of the teams in the AFC field. Yeah. So that's just my initial thought off the jump here. Um, is there anything else you want to get into before we start looking at some of these game lines? No, I like the NFC call and I like the Titans plus three thirty in the AFC. Uh, just as a, it'll create a hedging opportunity would be my guess. All right. So we got Raiders, Bengals, Patriots, Bills on day one, if you want to call it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm obviously taking the Bengals in this spot because I think the Bengals are going to be going far. So I'm obviously not looking for them to lose against the Raiders. Um, and then you got Patriots bills where the bills are, as, as we talked about with Johnny already, uh, the lines come down on this. It's now three and a half for the bills when it was once upon a time was at four and a half. So where do you lean in this one here? I think my two favorite plays off the jump is, um, taking the Bengals. I don't even mind taking them on the money line of minus two twenty five, a little steep. Um, but I, I just don't like the minus five and a half spread and then under 42 and a half for the, for the Patriots bills. If everything is going to come to fruition, that, we, that we've seen already with the weather, it's going to be negative, you know, negative three or four, whatever it is. It's a number under zero. That's all you need to know. Um, possibly some wintry mix. And then these just, these two teams, how they perform against each other. 42 and a half, which by the way, there's a ham of the over, over promotion on DraftKings Sportsbook. So don't forget about that. But under 42 right. and a half feels like the play for me in that one. Yeah, should be an under game. Uh, could be a game where you tease the Pats up to nine and a half and under 48 yep. and a half. A same array or same game tease with a total. Um, I do lean Bengals numbers coming down on them. I'm always wrong about the Raiders. I get every Raiders game wrong. I get every Raiders season wrong. So I'm terrified, but I don't think they win this game. So I mean, I get Bam, I get Bama wrong all the time. <laughs> I don't. I'm just wrong sometimes. <laughs> so, like, I know the Bengals Bucks were about to be a very popular teaser, but now at the current prices, 
Forget the points with Tampa. Who wants minus two and a half? Money lines minus 222. So two cents of juice, and you just need them to win now. So I like a Bengals uh, Bucks money line parlay a lot from Saturday. It takes you from Saturday into Sunday afternoon. We can talk about the Eagles Bucks a little bit more. Yep. Um, for Saturday night, yeah, it's, I have the Pats plus four and a half. I think they're fine at three and a half. I love the tees, uh, the under and the Pats. Um, it's just Buffalo's said it's it's built to beat Kansas City. It's talked about building a dome in Buffalo to cater to its team and prevent the wintry weather that it's so bad in play at playing in. And now the yep. Patriots, Belichick loves the the weather games. They're built for the weather games with defense and running the ball. They embarrassed them the last time up there. I, I really, I didn't like this at first. I thought mm, Bills probably beat them, and then you see what Saturday night's going to look like. It's, I mean, it's, it's going to be another close game. Third time they play in the division. It's just, I, I would only take the dog in this game, really. Yeah, just a quick note on that Bengals uh, Bucks thing because, like you said, like that could have been a teaser piece, but you're obviously not going to tease through zero with the Bengals, and you don't want to get the Buccaneers at two and a half. But if you were going to tease those, if you just do the money line parlay, you're just paying for an extra two cents, yes. and then you just need them to win outright. So that's definitely something I think that um, I think is worth looking at because you're basically paying that six point teaser price, you know, plus an extra two cents. So it really is, you know nothing that's going to be affected by that. So I do like that two team money line parlay plus one plus one ten If you want to throw the chiefs in there. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, yes, but like, uh, I'm not going to get too cute with that. Like, right. You don't want to do three results. No, 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 no. So um, minus minus one twenty two for those two teams. I do like that call a lot. Actually. Um, that's actually something I'm most certainly going to be jumping on. Probably. That's a bet for me. It'll be in my best bets article. Yeah. I was just going to say that might end up being my favorite. Um, when all is said and done, I want to talk about this Eagles Buccaneers game too, because look, I don't think the Eagles are going to win. If you've been listening to the pod, I've been a big Jalen hurts, you know, pro guy. You keep trying to push cards on me to buy on him. I, I keep trying to not do it, but I really want to still got eight him. And half, eight and a half points is a lot for a, a, a defense that has just been in shambles, absolute shambles. I mean, Zach Wilson's going down the field against his Buccaneers team, and we don't even know the three receivers on that team at this point. If his name doesn't end in uh, uh, Braxton Berrios. Eight and a half points is just a lot, man. That's, that's, that's a really appealing number. And that's probably one of the more appealing teams uh, to tease up at this point, eight and a half. Get it at over two possessions. It's just a lot of points for a, a secondary that cannot stop the pass by any means. They can stop the run, can't stop the pass. Yeah, I'd lay it with Tampa if you made me bet the game. I think at home, I, I think this is just a spot that they look better. They're getting a little bit healthier. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not going <clears> to <throat> – again, I, these numbers are going to be sharp. There's a few – yeah, I don't – Steve, I was like half paying attention. Samir just slacked us. He's like, did you say Braxton Berrios is on the Eagles? No, I said Zach Wilson – was going down the field and you can't even name some of his receivers. So Samir's uh, paying half attention against the Bucks. Okay, gotcha. I, neither of us were paying attention, which is fine. Um, Thanks, everyone. <laughs> not listening to Steve can be extremely profitable, but he does like the same bet I like this week a lot. So yeah, I'm like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna 
make that parlay and then lay points with with Tampa. My my best bet of the weekend is probably in line with you. Um, so don't steal it from me on the sweat on Sunday. Bengals Bucks money line parlay. I feel like a few of us are going to be giving that one out. It's square. Uh, that's what I'm on. That's what I like. That's all I'm doing in that one. Um, and that gets us through the Sunday one o'clock game and into. I guess Saturday afternoon, we got Niners-Cowboys. We'll, we'll just go in chronological order. What, what do you think about Niners-Cowboys? I mean, I hate – I absolutely despise the San Francisco 49ers. There's, you know, I don't know why they how they keep getting as far as they do. I just don't – anything that has to do with Jimmy Garoppolo in a, in a clutch moment always seems to go the other direction for them. At the same time, I don't like the spread at, at three. Like, if anything, I'd be actually more inclined to take the 49ers at plus three. But I, I certainly don't want to make that bet. If I think this is the one game I'm not going to have any action on because I feel like the Cowboys are the much better team, but the Cowboys have not played like the much better team over the past month or so, I guess you could say. Yeah, this one wouldn't shock me if the Niners pulled it off. Um, I really don't want to uh wind up on dallas dallas obviously has the firepower to get it get it done um i lean 49ers and this is one that maybe i'll have more of a take on thursday uh maybe i'll have more of a take in the best bets article or on our sunday shows uh that hopefully you guys tune into um i lean niners i'm leaving it alone for now but it's a big game niners cowboys in in dallas you know brings back a lot of 90s NFC championship memories for people. It's going to be a heavily bet game. The numbers are just sharp uh, this week. Um, Steelers, Steelers, Chiefs. Yeah. You know, I don't think we have to. There's value on the Steelers because of the blowout last time and because they're not even supposed to be here. Um, And some say it's, you know, their team of destiny with Big Ben and sneaking in. Please. Maybe maybe that's all true, but I'm also not going to bet the Steelers. So I don't really know how to bet this game um, outside of, in my opinion, the Chiefs money line being nearly a free square for whatever you need in a parlay. The Chiefs are going to win this game, but I, I'm probably just not betting the game. The only thing is, like, if you put it, <clears throat> the Chiefs in a parlay, doesn't help. You that right? You have to do one of two things. You have to pair it with an underdog that you think could win. So, like, if, for example, if you thought maybe the Raiders can pull off the upset, now you're getting plus 228. Because you can't pair them with another favorite, really. I mean, unless it's the Bills. If you pair it with the Bills, you're getting a minus 132. Or The, Bills, the Bills or the Rams, if you liked the Rams and didn't want to lay three and a half, which I kind of do. Yep. But, like, you can't do it with the Bucs. You're, you're paying minus 222. That's too much. Can't do it with the Bengals. That's minus 152. That's a little too much. So it's either you got to do a three-team with the with Chiefs, which I'm not really interested in doing, um, or I'm teasing their total down to six and a half. That's probably the only way I'm betting on this game um, when it comes to the Chiefs. It is interesting. At, you know, it's touched 13, 13. I don't know about 13 and a half. It's touched 13. It is interesting at 12 and a half. I never do this, but getting it to six and a half does get you through one of the, you know, key numbers in 10 and seven, which are plausible. The only problem is there's not a lot of other, there's not a lot of other appealing options for the second leg. Is it the Cardinals maybe at nine and a half? That could be one. Um, if you want to get the Eagles up to 14 and a half, maybe that's one there too. But it's not like there's another like obvious leg where it's like, okay, here's one. 
If the Bengals gets up to six, perfect. There's your play right there. If that gets back up to six, but at five and a half, you can't do five and a half. So maybe to be determined on that, but at least as it stands, the Chiefs are that uh, teaser leg to get down to minus six and a half. All right. Monday night football. We had this game like a month ago, Cardinals Rams on Monday night football. And uh, the Rams were down some some bodies due to COVID, and they won the game on the road. The road team won both of these NFC West games this season. Um, I lean Rams here. I'll take the more I'll take the the talent, I guess, um, and say that they'll get it done. I think the Cardinals started hot, haven't been as good late. The Rams haven't been as good late. Matt Stafford concerns me with the mistakes, but I lean to the Rams being able to get it done in this game. No, I'm with you. I, I like the Rams here. What what's bothersome about the Cardinals, Murray's just not running. He's doing like a handful of carries a game. Mm-hmm. He's, not running, he's not running as much as he usually does. This is not an easy team to run against anyways. But without Hopkins, I feel like it just kind of exposes this offense a little bit. Not that Hopkins was like, you know, a catalyst in this offense this season. But now that they have that one guy out, now it just kind of exposes everybody else. Like Zach Ertz has been his number one target really since Hopkins has gone down. And to his credit, he's performed. Like Ertz is racking up the receptions and all that. But like if my top guy in the offense is, is Zach Ertz, who, you know, doesn't gain a ton of yards, especially after the catch, like, oh, that's, you know, now you got to worry about, you know, rely upon AJ Green and all that. And this, this Cardinals team, it's a lot different without Hopkins, even if Hopkins wasn't making that much of an impact. It just opens up, you know, softer coverage on the rest of the team. So then you have the Rams, who it's it's Cooper Cup, it's um, Van Jefferson, it's Odell Beckham, it's, you know, Cam Akers is, is going to be active for this game. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. So when you go by talent, that's it's a lot for the Rams. So I think it's going to be too much to overcome for the Cardinals. All right, well that gets us through the the brief wild card weekend board. You got some we'll call we'll call Bengals Tampa money line parlay a play from us and uh we'll be back Thursday with a guest, hopefully give you more plays here on the Unreasonable Odds podcast, get you geared up for wild card weekend. Anything else, Steve? We'll see you on Thursday. All right, for Julian Edlow on Twitter at Julian Edlow for Steve Buchanan on Twitter at SBuchanan24. That is the Tuesday, January 11th edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast on Twitter at Unreasonable Odd. We will see you guys on Thursday. Thursday.